Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I wonder when it you'll is go Monday. So we take your movie reviews if you got one at 651-641-1071 on the Donna and Steve Show, where you can also email us, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk 1071 dot com yeah true that hey don't forget we've got the uh, my talk resource page it's presented by aarp my talk wants to keep you informed and entertained we have a list of fun stuff if you're in the mood for fun we have a list of serious stuff if that's what you need to be caught up on the headlines you can find new ideas for things to stream live music plus ways to keep the kids busy and a list of links and resources to help guide you through the coronavirus crisis, all of it is at mytalk1071.com. Your keyword is resource. Okay, well, I didn't watch a movie, right. but I did finally finish, and I binge this show. Yeah, you tore through I this. tore through Sheets Creek, which oh. is pronounced differently. Yeah. You guys, this show is going to go down in history Whoa. for me as... Donna's history. My favorite all-time show of all time. I liked it so wait, wait, much. Wait, 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 wait. Just to be clear, did you just say that Bleep's Creek is your your favorite show of all it's time? It's at least in the top five. Wow. One of the best shows I've ever watched. Wow. How was the finale? Because if you love the show that much, there's a lot of weight on the finale to tie up loose ends correctly. It was beautiful. I loved it so much. So, so much. And then after the finale, they did a documentary Mm. of the last season and the making of the last season leading up to, I mean, doing the table reads um, to the very last day to the wrap. I mean, it was so emotional. And it's just a show. Honestly, if someone said, what is this show about? If I had to sum it up, I would say in the end. This is a show about love. There are just like so many small comforts of watching this show. Like this show started in 2015 and it it was a Canadian show. It premiered uh, in 2015 on pop and it had a small audience. Season one, eh, fine, mediocre. I feel like a lot of the stuff that they relied on in season one was Chris Elliott's character. Um, who the the town is named after, by the way. Um, His character just being gross and annoying, and that gets really old. But then um, I feel like in season two it got better. It didn't come to us in the States until 2017. So by the time it got to Netflix, the show had already wrapped. Do you know what I mean? Like The show was already wrapped up. But we got the first five seasons or the first four seasons, I can't recall. But then it got so much interest and it was like this slow and steady interest. And the audience kept growing and growing and the show kept getting better and better. And um, these are people who were really rich, ended up losing everything. So they end up in this town that the dad, played by Eugene Levy, 
bought for his son as a joke. Gotcha. So they go to that town, the only <laughs> asset they have left, and they end up hunkering down there for what they think is going to be a short time, but they end up kind of being, um, you know, finding themselves as part of the community and then getting to realizing they want to get to know the people of the town better. And it's just lovely. And it's hilarious. You feel like it gets better uh, season by season? Because sometimes a comedy, it wins you kind of quick and then... It can wane a little bit. I would say by season two, by mid-season two, I was so hooked because, first of all, the character played by Daniel Levy, um, Eugene's son, and, and what's lovely about it, too, is it's a family experience that, you know, having this experience mm-hmm. together, like art imitating life right. or life imitating art. and. Um, yes, it gets it's so funny. It's so smart and so funny. And the characters have so much great chemistry. And Catherine O'Hara is absolutely brilliant in this. She's Dawn as someone who has done theater and improv and has that appreciation. I am so sure that you will fall in love with this show. Yeah, I love um any Christopher Guest movie, you know, those are my mm-hmm. favorite movies. Best in Show. If you um, like that, you're going to like for Guffman yeah. is like yeah. great because it's in a, a fictional town in Missouri, community theater, which oh. is what I've done in my life. Ah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this. <laughs> so you'll just it, they take it to another level in this. But she is so over the top and so funny. And the daughter is so millennial that it will crack you up every time she says something because they just nail it. Um, I just love it. I love the show. Highly recommend it. Um, you got to get through season one, though. Yeah, I tried it. And I you watched did what like three I did. episodes and I was like, eh, that's, that's how not I really felt. for me. Just me with too. The, with the, here's the question. Because I watched that. I, I felt that way after the pilot. Can I just skip to season two? <sighs> I know you're going to tell me that I wouldn't build up of the characters. I wouldn't because they're only 30 minute episodes, right? Not even 22 minutes, something like that. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And they fly by. They just fly. I love it. I don't know. Mm. Can I get a witness? Hey, what did (laughs) you know? Jason loves it. Oh, I mean, it's just you got to stick with it because it's hilarious. Maybe I'll get back into it. Maybe I'll get back. I think you'd like it. It's light. You know, there's nothing heavy about it, especially during this time. Sure. I'm also watching Afterlife. Dawn, are you watching Mm, that? It's my one Ricky Gervais thing that I haven't watched because I adore him. I I, love it. I know that uh, somebody asked me the other day if I'm watching it and I just haven't made it yet. uh, Well, it's sad. Yeah. It's a sad show. And it's really nice, though, to see... His range, mm-hmm. you know, to see him in a different light. Did you watch Derek? No. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Is that a Showtime show? Um, Gosh, I thought, uh, I'm not sure, but I thought it was just on Netflix. I did watch the Ricky Gervais show. Didn't he have a show years ago, his own? Or are we, now we're starting to make stuff up. I feel. Oh, boy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, oh, I, I love Afterlife. It's very heartwarming. It's yeah. lovely. His wife had passed away from cancer and he is trying to navigate through this depression of having lost her. And his dog is basically saved his life. And it's about how he goes from just being this mean 
awful person because he's hurt. He's hurting to trying to appreciate the people he has in his life and trying to make good. And then he goes and back and watches videos of her. And it's just it's it's really sad. Oh, if boy, you want to really sell this on this. I, I don't know. Yeah, I like to feel I like feeling sad. I don't like feeling sad, but I like feeling. Yes. You know cathartic what I mean? in that way. Yeah. Yeah. The Ricky yeah. Gervais show, an animated show, by oh, the way. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, from, uh, okay, not the one I was thinking Yeah, of. with Carl Pinkle, Pinkerton. Yes. yes. Pinkle, Pinkerton. Maybe I did watch Derek. Pilkington. <laughs> Pilkington, yeah, so Pilkington. that's such a funny show. It's 2010 uh, to 2012. Yes. Yeah, I don't think that's the one I was watching. Okay. Maybe it was Derek. And, yeah, Derek is on Netflix. I have this app called Real Good, and it'll tell you what is... Are people pretty mean to him mm-hmm. and Derek? And Derek? Um, it's... Uh, no, I mean sometimes they are, but he works so in a nursing beloved. home. He right? works in a nursing home. Oh, it's just delightful. Uh, there's some really great side characters too that you just fall in love with. A he guy m- named Kevin who is one of the funniest actors that has ever. Been. He must have a thing for nursing homes because a lot of this takes place in a nursing home as well. Oh, this is it's great. I love Derek. It's very heartwarming. It's funny, but at the same time, heartwarming. It's like a great combination. Okay. I'm going to check out Derek. Thank you. Sorry, Steve. We don't have time for you. I watched Sonic. Uh, What'd you think? It was cute. I mean, I only watched two thirds. I fell asleep on the couch. But the point, (laughs) the parts that I saw, fun, cute, especially if you played Sonic growing up on Sega. It's fun just watching them bolt around everywhere. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Fun. Sonic's available uh, now on demand. Don, you like video games. You should watch Sonic. I do. Yeah. Uh, they did change the animation, which I know did. kids were excited about. They're like, oh, they listened to us. Yeah, At because first, people he looked creepy. hated the way that Sonic looked. So yeah. then they went in and uh, I thought oh, they did yeah, a nice job. I remember that. Yeah. We okay. were laughing. How many gears? Eh, the parts that I saw, I'm going to give it a three. All righty. Three out of five Garys. Now it's official. <laughs> oh, my goodness, guys. I have got news. We need some good news today. We need some good news. And believe it or not, It's coming out of TikTok. I'll tell you what they have discovered, which any of us could duplicate. Coming up after the break on my talk. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening. Hey, Stevie, is that you? Hey, yeah, I'm over here. Are you trying to get out a good morning? I was trying to. Good morning. Excuse me. That's how I feel. Whenever the spring comes, mowed my lawn yesterday, aside from the tick in my head. I did. I mowed. But thank you. But you can't tell. You can't tell. Because I kept it like really long. Yeah, it's good. But no, That's I really mean, good. all this stuff getting into your throat, it's that season where I'm going to start like. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I hate it. Just I sits know. there. What's it doing? Allergies. I know. It sings. Uh, we, are, pot. we are moving and grooving uh, through this show as best we can for those who weren't here at the top of the show or missed out on uh, the social media updates that came out. Over the weekend, Friday was a really crappy day at my talk, just to uh, put it bluntly. Um, there were there were layoffs, and that impacted our beloved producer, Ryan Perpich, who uh, who was laid off, and it was just really tough. And so thank you for the emails that have come in, just um, showing your support to him um, and the impact that he had on our show, and also welcoming Dawn, who is just going to be an all-star in pulling double duty on the morning show and then mm-hmm. hanging out with us afterward. Um, Dawn, we're, we're very... Fortunate to have you uh, step in during this time as a just a true pro. So we're looking forward, even in the midst of this, uh, the the grief of what we just lost. We're looking forward to what the show will become with you. My pleasure. 
Oh, well. <laughs> Don's going to fall asleep. Soon. <laughs> yeah, Don. Every I'm now and again, we just have to like. Boom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, this is something that is great for everybody. Everybody. And it comes from TikTok. Okay? We all like TikTok. Okay. We're all unsure about TikTok yeah. and don't fully understand how it works. Okay. You're being said, scared. Remember a few months ago when I was like, I'm going to become pancake guy. And I, I, got, I got condiment squirt bottles so that I could put the pancake batter in there so I could better control the shapes of pancakes that I made. Yes. So with that, my kids were always asking me if I could, if there was an extra drip of batter, it kind of creates its own little mini pancake. Well, now people are making just a bunch of tiny pancakes that way intentionally and then eating them in a bowl like cereal. Oh. Isn't this great? Yeah. They, sure. There are TikTok videos. Cute. Donna. There are TikTok videos where people just make these little tiny pancakes. They put them in the bowl. What? They don't eat them with milk. Okay. They just they put like syrup on top and butter on top. We think that this is really great. We Wait. think that this is really great. Right, I'm looking at it. Oh, sorry. I guess I left the volume up, Tommy. Oh. Oh, so it's like, oh, teeny tiny. Adorable. I love small like things. Tea, like half a teaspoon size. Yes. And you just all uh, over the pan. Okay, well, that's something fun to do. Isn't that cute? Yeah, like if you're a kid, I'm, I would lose my mind if I was doing this. My mom used to do this and give them to me for my Barbies. Oh my oh, gosh, that really? is so cute. She was oh. like, do you want Barbie pancakes? If she was making pancakes, I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. that's sweet. <laughs> well, it turns out uh, that IHOP is actually releasing a mini pancake cereal called oh. Panflakes. Oh, Are, is it inspired by this? I don't know that it's directly inspired by it, although that is a thing that's happening right now on TikTok. Uh, but yes, the uh, IHOP, they shared a photo on Twitter teasing its latest endeavor, which are called pan flakes. And now this one, you would put milk in them. This gives me shades of cookie crisp. <laughs> oh, me too. Right. Cookie crisp for any kids out there. Uh, it was just cooking. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Cookies. Yeah. And it was little, little tiny like chocolate chip cookies. And that's all that this cereal was. You know what was like that too, though? Wasn't Quisp like that? Excuse me. Quisp. <laughs> Come on, you guys know Quisp with the pink alien? I'm not saying Chris. I'm saying Quisp. Okay, well, how do we spell it? Like it sounds, Quisp. Cookie Quisp. Cookie Quisp. You know Quisp with the little alien guy with the propeller on his head? Never in my life. Oh. Have I, is this, maybe this was Jersey only. No! This is everywhere. Hey, this is you Quaker. Guys get the Quisp. I wonder what he sounded like. Can we find a commercial of oh, him? Oh, sure. Let's try. All right. I'm looking. Ooh. I'm. Uh, it's not Quaker. coming up. 
Q-U-I-S-P. Q? Oh, I tried a K and then a C. Oh, no, quisp. You said just like it sounds. Well, I thought that's how it sounded. Okay, quisp. <laughs> Mom! Could you get some quisp? Cereal commercial? Yeah. Okay. Quisp, okay. quisp I can't Quaker Oats. Oh, now I see this. Oh, it's from 1966. Here we go. Oh, I'm calling quisp. <laughs> this is quisp. An enormous mad ball of yarn is blocking all traffic in space. Ah, uh-uh. so it is. Turn back. Impossible. I must deliver this cargo of quick cereal to my pals. And what? It's got him. A naughty problem. Fortunately, there's always time for a bowl of crisp cereal. Oh boy. Okay, it went until the late '70s, so I bet it went until like '78 or so. Okay. May I describe it? Please. Quisp is a sugar-sweetened breakfast cereal from the uh, Quaker Oats Company. It was introduced in 65, continued as a mass-market grocery item until the late 70s. Subsequently, the Quaker uh, Oats team marketed Quisp sporadically. (laughs) And with the the advent of the Internet, began selling it primarily online. Donna. What? It still exists. I think that you could still get it. You can, because I'm looking at seven fun facts about Quiz. Oh my gosh, I think they sell it at Walmart. Hang on. It's it's the most popular cereal from Saturn to Alpha Centauri. Oh uh, they're related to Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh. William really? Conrad was the voice of Quake. Oh, maybe his name's Quake. I don't know. Oh, Quake and Quisp had a battle to the death in 1971. Jesus. <laughs> Who died? Popeye secretly sold Quisp after it was discontinued. Oh, they're bringing everybody into the mix. I here. guess so. Yeah, they say that Quisp in 1965, Quisp, the character Quisp, this pink guy with propeller head, uh, he landed on Earth with his Quasi Energy Cereal Land, mm. and the world's been a better place ever since. There you go, Quisp. I bring you Quisp. <laughs> Twenty three carbs, only twelve grams of sugar, not which bad. by That's a, not bad. by cereal standards. Not bad at all. Do you think with Cookie Crisp they would still say part of your complete breakfast? That was a line of bullshit. I don't wasn't know. It? Because is, is that because complete. they wanted you to know that this is not a complete breakfast on its own? <laughs> That's the way I take it. Part of your complete. Look, you got to add an orange. Right. You're going to need milk and yeah. probably some spinach. Yeah. Maybe a little protein. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. All right, uh, it's a money Monday, isn't it? It is. It is, girlfriend. Uh, Money Monday, where we break down how much money you should have by decade of your life. If you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I'll let you know where you should be financially. It's coming up next on my talk. Oh, yeah, and don't forget about our listener rewards. We got some new stuff for the month of May, like a chance to win gift cards to Bachman's, Lunds, and Byerly's, Best Buy, all sorts of stuff. And get the app, stream online, get registered, see more prizes and listener rewards on your app or at mytalk1071.com. Steve? Yeah. What are you doing? I was trying to find the same e- email that you were looking at. Ah, great minds think alike. You're okay? right, friend. Uh, let's talk money. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so, money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. <laughs> ah, let's talk about money. Let's talk about money. Uh, I got this from, d- listen to the name of this website. I mean, I've come to you before with stories from budgetsaresexy.com. Mm. This one today from 
financialsamurai.com. Mm. I like huh? it. I like cool. the name. It's I fun. like the name. Uh, I'm going to start with the general note that they offer to everyone out there. Uh, when things are normal and uh, you know the economy is stronger, this is stuff to be mindful of as we get back into a savings mentality. They say we, they recommend everybody start with uh, a 10% savings rate and then try to raise that amount by 1% each month until it hurts. So just keep turning it up. It's, we've talked about this before with Ooh. your 401k. Every year you can do the automatic increase. January 1st, you went from contributing, let's say, 5% cent or five percent to 6%. And you hardly even notice if you just... It's like boiling a frog. Like boiling a frog. I don't like that expression. <laughs> I know. What does that mean? I know, and you've asked this before. So if, you put a fr- if you're going to boil a frog, if you put them into hot water, it's a bad thing, and they're going to try to jump right out. What you want to do is put them in water and then just slowly turn the flame up, and then they boil without even knowing that the water's changing temperature, and then hmm. they're dead. Oh, boy. Happy Monday if you're just tuning in. That's real depressing. I'm now 11.31. Okay, so uh, on Financial Samurai, they have an article about kind of what you should be focused on regarding your finances by decade, okay? So let's start with when you're in your 20s. Think back to when you were in your 20s, Donna, Don, me, were we doing these things? They say that's when you're in the accumulation phase of your life. You're looking for a good job that will hopefully pay you a reasonable salary. Now, not everybody's going to find their dream job right away. In mm-hmm. fact, most of you will likely switch jobs several times before settling on something more meaningful. But maybe you know, you're know you in your 20s and you're in debt uh, from student loans or you bought a car, whatever the case might be. Never forget to save, even then, they say, at least, listen to this, 10 to 25% of Well, your if you're still living income. at home. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. If you're you know, able to do that, it's a little easier. Mm. That's a good time to do it, but that's a tough time to actually tell your brain if you are in your 20s and you're living with mom and dad, so you're not paying rent. It's a tough time to tell yourself, okay, I should be stockpiling money now. You almost just view that as like a freebie, don't you? Yep. Now we move to your 30s. All right. I'm 36. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> And when you're in your 30s, you're still in the accumulation phase, but hopefully you've found what you want to do for a living. Perhaps grad school took you out of the workforce for a year or two, or maybe uh, you got married and you have decided that you would like to stay at home for a little while. Whatever the case might be, by the time you are 31, you need to have at least one year's worth of living expenses covered. What? What? This guy sounds On like hand? A right now? Like available? If you saved 25% of your uh, after-tax income, as we mentioned, in your 20s, Mm -hmm. you will reach one year of coverage. If you just do that for four years, if you save 25% for four years, don't touch it, Mm -hmm. then you will have one year of coverage. Now, there are a lot of people who say have an emergency fund between three to six months. Others say between six to 12 months. So if you're, you know, in that category, that's... Then that's how you do kind of get to, oh my goodness, look at that. I already have a year, but man, that you takes know, some intentional effort. What's really hard about that is as you're saving, things come up. Your car breaks down, right? Gets stolen in Frogtown. Gets stolen in Frogtown. She's still healing from that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wrote about that in their financial book. Oh my so God, I forgot about that. Retirement that you should have a year's worth of, sa- or, or it's just to have on hand? I, I think. 
I, I, I think just in, in total, your general savings. So that would include retirement. That would include you know, okay. retirement as well. Okay. Although they're talking about saving 25% of your after-tax income, whereas technically, you know, most 401k That's savings hard. is pre-tax. Now, you have to understand, though, Financial Samurai, they are, this is an intense, there's that FIRE movement, F-I-R-E, Financially Independent Retire Early movement, mm. where people just say they want to maximize their savings rate as much as they possibly can. So what these people in this financial movement do is they live extreme, like extreme minimalism yep. for mm-hmm. 10 years so that they can save up as much money in a really intensified bit of their life as other folks would over a span of three decades. Yeah, but you know what happens then? The person who's like living like, you know, very minimally for 10 years, not enjoying life, Mm -hmm. they get hit by a car in like year nine. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, Lannis Morissette. Ironic. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What is it? When the lottery died the next day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure Most that that's of those ironic. things are usually just bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> irony. She ruined irony for yeah, all of us, right? Yeah, she did for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Now we move to your 40s. You're beginning to tire of doing the same old thing. Hey, <laughs> Don. <laughs> your soul is itching to take a leap of faith. But wait. You've got dependents counting on you to bring home the bacon. What are you going to do? Well, the fact that you have accumulated, stay with me now, Yes. three to ten times worth of living expenses in your 40s means that you are coming ever closer to being financially free. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds good on paper, doesn't You've it? hopefully built up some passive income streams along the way, and your capital, your money's accumulation of three to ten times your annual expenses is also spitting out some income as well from interest. Okay. Is this feeling a little pie in the sky? Mm-hmm. I wish it was true. Now to your 50s. Do you have any practical information? Donna. What? Now to your 50s. <clears throat> Hypothetically, you've accumulated 7 to 13 times your annual living expenses. And you can see light at the end of the traditional retirement tunnel. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. After going through your midlife crisis... Of Rude. buying a Porsche 911 or maybe a hundred <laughs> pairs of Manolos. You're going back on track to save more than ever before. You are 100% in tune with your spending habits. Therefore, you raise your savings rate by another 10% what? to supercharge your financial lap. Or your final financial lap. You're doing great, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. thanks. Hypothetically? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Now we get to our 60s. Okay. Congrats. You did it. You've accumulated 10 to 20 times your annual living expenses and no longer have to work. So let's say you're, you're, uh, if you strip down your, your living expenses, let's say it was $3,000. Okay? okay. For, for the a whole year. year. For, oh. No, no, no. 3000 per month. <laughs> 3000 per oh. month. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's 36000 36, per year. Mm-hmm. And let's say they say 10 to 20 times. So let's do 36 times 15. Let's split the difference. Okay. So that'd be $540,000 in savings. It includes retirement too. So you would have had to have been diligent, but it could happen. Sure. You've done it. Maybe yeah. your knees don't work anymore either, they say. Well, there goes, what, $20,000 knee replacement. minus yeah. that. But that's okay. another matter. Now you're down to 16. Your nut has grown large enough 
where it's providing your, what? your nut. <laughs> what does that mean? Your nut is uh, would be, I think, like your 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 savings. Like they'll refer to your monthly nut. That means what do you need to get by? Let's it's ask. like a squirrel nut thing. Okay. No, I don't. Let's not use that one. Your okay. nut has grown large. How enough. about your nest? Nest egg. <laughs> nest egg. That's what it's called, right? Your retirement yeah. your nest egg. All right, I love, fine. I love you did the Google lady. Uh, your nest egg has grown large enough where it's providing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of income from interest or dividends. Because, you know, if you had $500,000 in retirement and all that, and you were still making, let's say, 10%, let's say it was a nice year and you're making 10% on 500000 that's $50,000 in interest. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. Full Social Security benefits kick in at age 70. But that's okay, since you never expected it to be there when you retired anyway. You're living debt-free since you no longer have a mortgage because you paid off your house. Social Security is a bonus of an extra $1,500 a month. You're budgeting a couple thousand a month for health care as you plan to live until you're 100. Oh, mm. yes. Ow! Wow. Are you doing this, Steve? That's personal. I'm in my 30s. Uh-huh. I'm still finding my passion is what I think they told me to do in my 30s. Okay. Which Finally. Is, which is having kids. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> so many of them. Yes. So many. When you're in your 70s, finally, you've been spending 65 to 80% of your annual income every year. That's how you adjust how you live in retirement. But now it's time to spend 90 to 100% of all your income to enjoy the rest of your life. Leave nothing for your kids. Nothing for those blood-sucking leeches! (laughs) Rotten hell! Whoa! Hey. Whoa. That's aggressive. (laughs) They just want tiny pancakes. Is that so much (laughs) to ask? Give me some quisp! Oh, by the way. A lot of emails about quisp. Lots of emails. People are like, oh my God, I love quisp. That's my favorite cereal. When I see it on an end cap, I get it. Oh. Um, Let's see. It's like Captain Crunch, but better shaped. Yeah, they say Captain Crunch will uh, scrape the top of your mouth if you don't let it sink into the milk enough and get a little soggy. It's true. Oh. That is very true. So thank you for the support on the quisp. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we're going to go. All right. we got another 15 minutes. You know what? Stretch. We'll wrap up. Um, this is... Uh, we'll recap. Recap what happened over the weekend and uh, and how we're moving forward. And, and again, thank you for all the support as we uh, sort of navigate this new chapter in our show. So we'll uh, get into that and type some loose ends. That sound okay? I like it. All right, great. We'll do it after the break on my talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Welcome back. Happy uh, Monday. It's a beautiful, sunny day for a while before it clouds up. It's going to be rainy again tomorrow, Donna. I know, I hated reading that weather. Sorry, guys. (laughs) No, it's fine. You know, last Tuesday was a rainy day. And it's going to get rainy tonight into tomorrow. I, I don't know if it's going to be a total washout, but... It's good for the grass. The Tuesday thing. How about these Tuesdays? Rainy Tuesdays. All right. Whatever. We're just making our way through it. Uh, if you're just joining us, um, it's a it's a tough day in that on Friday we found out after our show that the company was uh, doing some layoffs, and that included our beloved producer, Ryan Perpich. And um, it just all came to a sudden... Stop. That's what's so jarring about when someone gets let go 
or if if you're listening and you've ever been let go, you know how you're just going at full speed mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's no more road in front of you and it just stops. And that's that's tough. It's it's tough on every it's certainly tough on the person who um who gets let go. Cuz then you're in a state of shock to some degree. For sure. You know, and then you're yeah. like I didn't even get to say goodbye to my friends. Right. You know, because first of all, nobody's here. Yeah, it's you know like an I mean? extra crappy time. Yes, yeah. and it just it just makes things it just throws a little salt on the the wound, you know. And and the reason for, you know, speaking of how what it's like here right now, not many people being in the building. Um, the the economic impact of the COVID-19 crisis is real. You have seen what it's done to our stock market, to the unemployment numbers mm-hmm. all throughout the country here in Minnesota. Yep. And uh, I know some people were confused on our uh, MyTalk social media pages about how could COVID-19 affect uh, radio very easily in that uh, when your advertisers are businesses that have been forced to close, well, they don't have any revenue coming in, so they don't have any money to put toward advertising, especially when their business is in a sort of shuttered, shuttered version of itself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and as a result, we don't make that money, right? Yeah, so it's so. and it's going to be a slow recovery. Uh, there, as, as any a bunch of different elected officials have said, this won't be a light switch and everything goes back to normal whenever things open mm-hmm. for business when the stay-at-home order gets lifted. This will be a gradual turning. We've heard here locally, Governor Walz has talked about it less like a switch and more like a dial that will slowly get turned up, and uh, and it's going to be a long road. And so management, and I don't envy their position on Friday of just having to be the bearers of such bad news that really, God, I would hate that because you know you're about to knock on someone's door, they don't expect you, and the thing that you're about to tell them uh, impacts obviously your professional life, but also your personal life and your your family. And mm-hmm. there's so many your finances. There's such a ripple. Everything. And yeah. So we are uh, we're kind of navigating through that, and folks have been emailing and reaching out on Instagram and telling us uh, how much they love Ryan. And Ryan was just a, a wonderful guy to work with, and we we will miss him professionally. But I think I speak for Donna and I when I say we will miss him much more personally because he was just fun to be around and folks who have commented on the chemistry that our show had um it was it was really easy in that we all just had this different angle and it like seemed to make just the right kind of cocktail that we had Mm -hmm. and so um and it was because we genuinely like each other too you know we're laughing off the air we're laughing during commercial breaks and so uh that naturally spilled over to what we were able to do on the air. So our love to Ryan and our our thanks to him for uh, the wonderful impact that he had on our show. I encourage you, go find him on social, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, and just send him some love. I'm sure he'll be making some more drink videos, so (laughs) look for that. And also uh, Donnie Love, who is one of the loveliest people uh, that you will ever meet. And he's so genuine and he's just a good guy. I heard uh, Jason talking about how he's like one of the, one of the people who very freely hands out compliments to others so that Mm. they, you know what I mean? It makes you feel special. He he tells you you're funny. He's like, I heard you do this and it was hilarious. And he'll just sit there and laugh with you. I mean, just a great, just a really stand-up, classy guy. You know, we all were texting each other this weekend, mm-hmm. and, you know, I just let him know I heard how he handled the news, and I expected nothing less He's a from such a professional, classy person. Absolutely. So, you know? Well, and, and it wasn't just, you know, those folks were on air, but um, 
There were other names that, you know, the my talker would rec- like Paul Black. I mean, longtime engineer, oh, Paul Black, who anytime too. that we are able to do remote shows, he's been a part of part of Project Down and Dirty. He's been on the air in different capacities. Um, he's just a bright light, you know, to yeah. walking in the door. You Always. never bump into Paul Black where he's like, you never wonder what, what mood is he in today? He's mm-hmm. just always fun, easygoing, um, and was, and was just really great at what he did. And so it's just, it was tough. It was, it was jarring because I knew again, Donna and I didn't find out until Friday after the show. And then, um, and then there was an email that went out later from, uh, our, our big boss, Dan Seaman. And it was, that was where they had the names of all of the people. We weren't privy to that information at that time. Right. Because that's very sensitive right. as people were being told, you know, in real time. And then I read those names. And when I um, saw Paul Black, I saw our friend Angela Johnson, um, who is the big Harry Styles fan, who we had jump on the air a couple of different times. She even did a fill-in uh, Bachelor recap whenever that's Hannah right. W. couldn't jump on yes. and help us out because of some airport problems. Um, it was it was, t- it was a tough list to read. And mm-hmm. our hearts are with... All of all of those folks, and and in the same breath, in in sort of a clumsy way, because it's the nature of the show must go on. Um, we are, you know, we're moving forward now into this uh, new era. And regarding the cocktail that was Donna, Steve, and Ryan, uh, we're not going to try to imitate that. That was what it was, and now we have a new wonderful ingredient that is Don McLean, and we're very fortunate to have a really uh, professional, gifted producer who is also just naturally funny and has a naturally funny perspective on things and very very interesting life oh you do some yeah you're a very interesting person i meant to say interesting not weird same difference you know she's got some unique interests and it'll be fun to be able to delve into that as the show goes on and we make you know some changes we tweak a few things here and there so thank you again dawn thank you to all of our listeners Uh, we are definitely going to make sure that we pass along all of your messages to our our sweet Ryan, and I'm sure, you know, that will mean the world to him. So, having said that, here's one for Ryan. And we believe Ryan is still tanning today. Ryan, at this point, would be asking me um, what is on the menu. So I think, how about as a, as an ode to Ryan, can I just look up what's on the menu today yes. in the Hubbard Cafeteria? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Let me guess, pizza. And then Ryan would, every time, uh, right after the show, we've been getting these uh, lunches that have been provided by oh, our employer. So great. Isn't that this. so just, nice? Oh, I, this is the best radio company I've ever worked well, for. And I'm not just saying that because... You know, I I just really, truly mean that. I agree with you. And that's one of the things that I want to make sure people understand is they're hurting, too. This this hurts them, too. They're people just like we are. And it's it's weighing on them as well. So big time. And this is a family company, too, in that we're not owned by some like parent company in New York. Um, The folks whose name is on the side of the building, they work here. And so they they see the people when they hear these who's being let go, they know who these people are. It's like you're it's it is it's a very unique place to work. And yes, that's why we point to the fact that management um, in a in a different way had a really tough day on Friday because they are the bearers of really, really uh, crappy news. But we we believe that everyone, even though it doesn't feel that way right now, will be able to 
find themselves in a new opportunity that otherwise they would have never foreseen mm-hmm. or never looked into. And so sure. we are genuinely really hoping for, for great things for all the folks whose journeys came to an end here. As and, and not just here, but all of you. Mm-hmm. everywhere all the businesses that are Absolutely. suffering as a result of this pandemic so our hearts go out to you what's for lunch pizza so that's ah, not a good start for the okay. waistline today i thought we would get off to a better yeah. start but we'll take what we can get here um but ryan if you're out there listening buddy we love you we man love you. we love you. you we will miss you and, uh, and Don, we are so uh, fortunate that you're able to step in and sort of be with us in this new chapter. Yes, and thank you for that. Oh, no problem. Uh, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. You guys stick around. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.